Hello, and welcome to the Illumination Cinema Movie Podcast with your hosts, Tyler W. Moore and David Wayne Young. Yes, everybody, welcome to the show. I am Tyler. And I'm David Wayne Young. And today, we have a 90s kid movie triple feature. Uh, featuring what movies, David? Featuring Blank Check, Kazam, and Heavyweights. Yes. Um, so, I mean, well, let's just let's just get into it. Okay. Um, to start, because to start off with, Blank Check is the only one of these uh, these three films that I've seen before. Um, th- we chose these sometime earlier, like either this year, or like uh, sometime late last year. Kind of been around um, February, I think. Yeah, something like that. And uh, Chris picked Heavyweights. I've never heard of it before. I've heard of Kazam before, just out of uh, you know sheer absurdity. Um, <laughs> but you know, yeah. So let's just start off with Blank Check. Okay. Because, um, geez, what a what a movie! It's uh, it's certainly weirder than I remember. It's a national treasure, for sure. <laughs> Um, I think the first thing that I definitely noticed about it was the attempt at visual storytelling. Um, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was a lot. Um, there was a lot going on with the camera. Whether or not that was a good thing, w- was it visual storytelling that they were trying to do, or they were they just trying to be flashy? Because uh, one thing okay, I wrote maybe down, that's part of it. One one thing I wrote down was just like they were constantly zooming in and out, like it's a rap video or something. <laughs> so disorienting <laughs> it was disorienting and for some reason i thought it was just a way of enriching the narrative genuine <laughs> yeah, maybe um, it wasn't see i don't know if there was anything about this that was genuine uh because they went ahead uh they got discount john candy uh to play the to play the driver uh that's like one of the things i've always remembered about it uh and he's like sitting there trying to riff and it's just it's just so Awkward. The kid looks uncomfortable. The, the kid looks time. uncomfortable. Like, what is this guy saying? Like, uh, the kid's also, you know, not uh, not easy on the eyes. Um, and he's not very um, very good at acting. Yeah, he's not very charismatic. <laughs> no. Uh, although, like, if you if you stare at him a while, like, he looks like a a boy version of young of young Jodie Foster. Um, Oh, speaking of weird jokes, uh, so one of the things at the beginning, like, I guess the brothers are taking over uh, his, the kid's room, uh, and, you know, the kid's like a whiz at computers, uh, because, th- like, this is a 90s movie, this is what happens in those, where, um, yeah, like the, kid, like, the kid knows how to use the computer, but adults are so fucking stupid. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and... So one of the quotes is software can software on here can teach you everything but how, everything but how to make love to a woman. <laughs> to which the mom responds, "Well, I guess we're not getting a computer for your dad for Christmas." Yeah. <laughs> um that in itself was kind of uh, a red flag for me. I felt like a lot of this movie had I mean, we're talking about 90s kids movies, so yeah. to speak, but I mean, there was a lot of risque humor that um yeah. was more blatant than some of the other films. Um, before we get into much of that, because, like, you know, just kind of going, uh, like, uh, chronological order in terms of the narrative, um, basically, so, yeah, like, if anyone doesn't know what happens in this movie, to give a little summary, uh, it's about uh, this stupid, ugly kid. Um, he 
uh, he uh, rather okay back up a little bit opening scene you've got this guy this weird looking guy he uh, he finds some some money and he he takes it to the bank he, he's got, he's paying off the bank guy so that he can you know keep his money there and get it the next day and then get the hell out of Dodge um, but then the kid comes in uh, what, what, the kid comes into the bank uh, he gets uh, almost run over by the by the thief guy and uh, he writes him a blank check so that he can go replace his bike um, that got that got crushed by the car and so the kid puts in one million dollars and, and guess works. what it works <laughs> because uh, because the the bank guy thinks that he's like the the, the mule for the money basically such awesome storytelling <laughs> The first thing I really thought was like, because as soon as you start seeing the stuff being unloaded for him, like he buys the house, because uh, I think like by the time he's done buying the house, the first thing he gets, he has like $700,000 or something like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like, you just shouldn't see the amount that he that he puts down. You should just be like, it should just be like, oh, what what's, what's something... Uh, reasonable like you, you see him like increase the number and then you don't see the last thing he puts in and then everyone's just everyone looks at the check like like you know what and then he gets he just loads up with money and then yeah it's just like okay he has an unlimited amount but instead what you get is ultimate transparency and kind of a logic leap yeah <laughs> there's no way a million dollars covers everything that he paid for not even close also in terms of what he paid for uh like there's lots of entertainment things that he could get elsewhere like by going to a like he could go to and it's like i know the allure is like oh you have it all in your backyard but he's still living with his parents and like it's like you know you might as well just go ride go-karts somewhere and just like rent out the place to yourself but then, but then, like, there's there's things like the first thing he does. One of the first things he does when like he's with the drivers, he goes like clothes shopping. It's like a kid wouldn't go clothes shopping. Are you kidding no. me? He doesn't care about wearing little fancy suits. He just he wants to go buy toys and yeah, maybe get a go kart track. I, I believe that more than clothes shopping. Um, I think one of the most jarring things was the fact that he's talking about man. If I just had my own house. All I want is my own house. Uh -huh. He even told his parents, and then he buys his own house, and he can't even stay there. Yeah, um, exactly. So what's yeah? What's the point? Yeah, he makes up another character that lives there. Yeah, all alone Mr. McIntosh. Yeah, Mr. McIntosh, Mr. Apple, <laughs> Steve Jobs lives there. Jeez, back yeah. when he was alive. Back when he was alive. You know, there's there's plenty of little montages in here, and I think that's the most memorable thing about this movie. That's what I've always thought of whenever I think about it. Um, like the shopping one you mentioned. Yeah, the shopping one, the one where like they're playing all, with all the shit in the backyard. Like, you know that that stuff's fun. Is it like you know, it's it's very bland in every aspect, and it's also extremely dated, but. Uh, it's not, like, it's not offensively stupid, I don't think. I think you're right in the fact that it is bland, though. I mean, you have everything from um, kind of that Home Alone. Right, we uh, talked about it. It's like a watered sequence. It's like a, it's like a watered-down Home Alone in the third act, except, like, he's in a mansion. So right. you would think it would be more extravagant. And it's not. It's not. No, he's, the kid's not very clever. No. And that's, like, the biggest problem. 
So then you've got this FBI agent who's working undercover at the bank trying to track this money that's been stolen. And uh, there's this very uncomfortable uh, relationship between her and the and the boy. And I remember like, you know, I remember thinking it was like it was cute when I was a kid, you know, right. like, oh, she's like, she's just kind of humoring, humoring him or whatever. Yep. But then there's there's just times where it doesn't feel that way because there's something about like, meet me again in 10 years when I can fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and then of course uh there was you know, the the kiss yeah, the highly the, romantic the kiss charged. on the lips yep uh the which the boy looked very uncomfortable for um i have to wonder how many how many takes exist of that exactly yeah <laughs> um that and how many drafts did they go through before they decided yes this is it we need her did, kissing the or kid. did they battle with that at all or was that always in there like no like was, was like were the executives like i don't know about um the makeout scene between the little boy lead and this uh this smoking hot fbi agent um okay fine just a little peck <laughs> we'll just do that guys come on let me have some creative freedom here this is what separates the integrity of the film. If I don't have the kiss between them, <laughs> I don't have blank check. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, do you got anything else in terms of, uh, like, you know, the, the, the majesty that is blank check? I think that more than anything, it increased um, my, my nostalgic response. Um, really yes there were a See, lot of things mine that... dried out pretty fast <laughs> no not in a positive way just oh. like, you know there you were realized that everything you liked about it was nostalgic <laughs> yes yeah um it was it was just funny because you know i identified with certain things like um you know how heavily and loudly the keyboard was clacking while he's trying to be quiet <laughs> yeah in his room just typing up all this shit his mom well, comes up and yeah. he's like clack 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 <laughs> i'm like fuck i remember that yeah do you want to know what happened to our two leads uh yes please so a uh, year after this movie the fbi girl uh had a disease that ended up paralyzing her pretty much oh shit um so that's why you don't see her in anything else um, and then the kid got some DUIs, did some time. So, uh, okay. you know. Uh, so ugly and stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's that's a good description. But yeah, so no blank check too. No. I mean, you could, but it wouldn't be a very happy sequel. It's just there was no thematic approach to anything. There really wasn't. Not to the storytelling, not to the Things cinematic. Things just kind of happened. Yeah. And it's like, oh. Uh, See, like, it feels like someone who has seen, like, a family movie before tried to write it, but without any substance. Yeah. And, I can uh, agree with that. So, I mean, that's, I, I'd say that's my final thoughts on Blank Check, and I'm going to give it a four. Okay. Um, there's, like, there's some, you know, there's some fun stuff about it. I feel like kids would enjoy it, because I enjoyed it when I was a kid, but, um... You get to see a bunch of cool shit be bought. Yeah. Oh, so sure. That. Yeah. I mean, you know, and like I think even when I was a kid, I thought like this is kind of just dumb fun. It, it's not like it wasn't one of my favorite movies or anything, but right. like it was on Disney Channel or whatever, and it's like okay, I'll watch this. Yeah, I'd probably give it a three just for the uncomfortableness of certain. Oh, aspects. absolutely. That's that. Yeah, no argument there. Um, you know, obviously there were some positives, but overall, I think it just made me uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, see. Okay, 
but really to emphasize that kiss thing, I did not remember it. I like, I like, yeah, like I think both of us thought like it was on the cheek or something. Yeah, I found it surprising. And I just like my mouth was agape when I saw it happen, just because I couldn't believe that they had the gusto to do it. <laughs> they had the cojones, as it were. They they made it a reality. They they thought, can we do this? Boy, well, they can took we? it all the way. Um, so the next film on our list is Kazam. Kazam. <laughs> Um, I have never seen this film, actually. Yeah. Um, and I know you said you hadn't either, but I just wanted to, you know, let everyone know I had no prior experience with this whatsoever. When yeah. I Did first... you know what it was? No. I When I first heard you say it, I thought you said Shazam, remember? Yeah, I yeah. didn't even have a frame of reference, really. <laughs> um, so I went into this just finding out today that, oh yeah, it stars Shaquille O'Neal. Uh-huh. All right, that's fun. Uh, much younger Shaquille O'Neal. I didn't think he would much make younger. that much of a difference on his face, but no, he's a he's a young, handsome, strapping lad uh, that's, you know, like two feet taller than anyone I've ever known. Yeah, <laughs> um, that but, he is. Uh, the first thing that really just, you know, just g- grabbed my attention, just pulled it right in, uh, was uh, the screaming lamp. Uh, that was that was pretty amazing. That was very. Um, I'll use the word jarring. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I, I heard it talking, and I was yeah. like, "Is everyone else hearing it talking, or am I just like, is the schizophrenia setting in? Like, you know, because I've <laughs> like this is around the age where that that would happen. Yep. So, <laughs> so uh, uh, no. Then I then it started screaming for long periods of time, and I was like, "Oh, okay." I'm not crazy. <laughs> I was expecting a structural thing where maybe this was just part of a scene later, you know, an in medias oh, res oh, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, where, you know, what we were hearing was people talking and coming into the room with the lamp. No, no such luck. It no, was that's, just, that's yeah. just Shaq screaming. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so my first, so there, there's a little bit of a common theme throughout these films. You know, I'd say less so in heavyweights than uh, in the, our first two. But uh, just ugly kids. Yep. Um, this because this kid had some really fucking nice teeth. He got a real good grill. <laughs> he looked like a teacher of mine that I used to know. Um, and uh, you know she wasn't pleasant. Oh, good. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Yeah. No, he's got uh, he's got some long hair. Like they just cast. Yeah, they just cast the ugliest kid for this. Yeah. <laughs> for this part. And they really went for the '90s look too. Yeah. Well, it's like it's it's really weird because uh, I I wrote down as soon as like you know like the hip hop transition started coming in and uh, like there's you know there's a magic beatbox. I was like, oh, it's a kids movie in the PJs. I I guess. <laughs> and but then I found it really weird. It's like. So you decided to do like the the urban kids film, and then like the only white boy in the movie is like the star of the film. So it's like you couldn't even you know get like a a non white boy lead, <laughs> right? Know? Specifically cater to your give, audience. Give so, but then again, you know, like minorities deserve better than this. That's very true. Um, this was definitely. Uh, a white person film made for a white person. <laughs> this was this was white this is white old people saying what a what do black kids like <laughs> these days? <laughs> they like basketball and they like rapping and uh, so we're gonna do both and they like genies by gum. <laughs> 
Well, who doesn't like a good genie? Yeah. Unfortunately, know. we didn't have a good genie. We yeah. had Shaq, so. Right, and the, the rhyming's the first thing I noticed with him. Goodness, the rhyming. Dear God. And I, I was really wondering if it was going to become a rap thing, and then it did. It did. It was very exciting. <laughs> um, I didn't know how much of that would persist, but it was enough it, for me to... Yeah, it was It was in the film. Yeah. Kind of for no reason. Yeah. So, to it, summarize... It was their only bond, by yeah, the way. So, yeah. Uh, to summarize, for anyone who doesn't know anything about this movie, yeah, Shaquille O'Neal plays a genie, this uh, ugly little kid, uh, finds a magic beatbox, uh, I guess, like, taps it or something, and then fucking plays, and while he's getting bullied, and Shaquille O'Neal shows up, uh, all the kids run away from the scary giant black man, and, uh, yeah... <laughs> And, uh, yeah, uh, then the, the plot, then the wishing. That was, that's the inciting incident. <laughs> the plot fucking thickens. The plot fucking really stays thin from there. Uh, <laughs> I just imagine, by the way, so he comes out, he's like got this real, like the, the genie get up, he's got like the turban on his head. And I think like the first thing Shaquille O'Neal said is, I'm not wearing this damn turban for the whole movie. <laughs> and he took it off as fast as he possibly could. Which is probably a good decision. Yeah. Um, it did not become him. Oh, yeah, no. It was not his taste, for sure. Um, I will say that I was, I was finding it very gimmicky as a film. Um, there were obviously like the rap scenes and stuff, but you know... Yeah. Um, very much like Blank Check, there were a lot of things that they thought, hmm, we should include this, so we will. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, part of it is just, you know, like, morals of the story. Like, hey, you know, don't be careful what you wish for and stuff like that. But yeah. a lot of it was just, but just it, extra. It's not, like, because he only made one selfish wish, as, as far as oh, I, I know. I know, I'm just saying they made sure that that was right, but it's like, But see, the thing is... You know, what you're saying is, like, what they're trying to do, and then they they failed to follow up on it, because, yeah. They no, had like, ADD through the oh, entire yeah. thing. Well, like, yeah, like, there's very little, like, structure when it comes, like, thematically, mm -hmm. you know? It, it's it's very messy, and, like, yeah, like, because, yeah, Shaquille O'Neal becomes a rapper for some reason, because the kid's dad is a record producer, but they don't ever meet... I think no, he, he delivers pizza, hot, the hot box pizza. The hot uh, box, yes. <laughs> which uh, was just was just a great uh, name. Um, Definitely a way to reach out to the urban youth. Yeah. See, like yeah, blank check feels like it's you know it's it's just this uh, it's like this extravagant movie, uh, like lowest common denominator, like Home Alone ripoff. Home Alone plus Richie Rich equals blank check, basically. And this one is like, it feels like white producers trying to appeal to the urban market. Yeah. But failing in every aspect. It's like, like did, did, Sha did Shaq say like, and like Shaq apparently does not regret this movie whatsoever. And that's, that's fine. You know, I'm sure he had fun. Right. Um, it was <laughs> a fun movie to watch. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if I can fully agree with you. I liked it better than playing check. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> see like i can partially agree and i have to mostly disagree like as a movie this was dreadful but in terms of like shock value uh there was a little bit 
here and there that really pulled me through. Um, cause like there's, there's just weird moments. Like you see, like, uh, he's got like a little star map in his bedroom. Yes. Uh, and then Shaq like shows up in the stars as like a constellation. Yeah. It's very weird. Um, they, they, they ended as soon as they possibly can, but like it's, it was still there, you know? Yeah. Uh, then like, yeah, they have a little rap battle like in the streets and then like it turns into like this weird music video and th yeah that's like you said earlier that's their only bonding scene and later on in the movie uh like uh the genie is talking to the kid like you're you're my only friend my only friend in five thousand years it's like you guys had one bonding scene you guys were not friends right um, <laughs> Which the kid, you know, let him know that they were not friends. Oh, yeah, no, he's just a genie, dude. Uh, <laughs> just my genie. There was, there were some slavery comments in there, and... Uh, uh, there were. I, uh, you know, I was, I was... So technically, it's, it's I something own that, you, right? Yeah, it was in the back of my head, like, oh boy, you got, you're treading some real hard waters here. Like, don't, don't make it sound like uh he owns shack you know and then they kind of did <laughs> so that was awkward <laughs> but um besides the fact that it was definitely a too busy of a storyline i found it full of a lot more heavy material than blank check sure um you know i, I guess as far as you know like you said shock value mm -hmm. i mean there's a guy who gets electrocuted in this thing oh yeah um I don't know. There's a lot of, like, near-death scenes. <laughs> there's, uh, one of my... So, like, as we get into the third act, there's some... There's some shit in the third act. Oh, yeah. Because, uh... So, the the antagonist of the film is, like... I think he's a Careful. record producer as well. But, uh, he's... Yeah, he's a Middle Eastern guy, I believe. Perceivably. Perceivably, yeah, uh, because of all the Middle Easterny things he does, yeah, uh, they they're very you know, they they're very sure to include all of that, and like as it was going, because like, I didn't think it was weird at first, but they really like, they were really leaning into it at one point, um, and a lot of a lot of slavery comments started coming in when this guy jumped into the picture, which uh, I don't know, maybe it was like that was like supposed to like hey man no like. You can't, you don't own Shaq, <laughs> you know, like you're, right. you're, that's, that's supposed to make you not like him or something, but still I, I didn't, like, there's a point where I just kind of, I reached where I was like, I don't know about this guy. I don't, I don't think this is okay, guys. I think we need to walk this back a little bit. Um, <laughs> but boy, did they not. Boy, did they not. Um, and there, and so his there's, interest in Shaq was unsettling. It was. To say the least. No. Yeah. You're totally right. Um, so after a quick little scene where, like, uh, Shaq is, like, dispensing of his guards, uh, one guy grabs by the taint and throws him across the room. Uh, he smashes this guy's body into the shape of a basketball and then slam dunks him uh, while he screams. <laughs> um, into a trash chute? Is into that a, yeah, into, like, a, yeah, like, a little trash chute. And, oh, and then, uh, and then, uh, uh, and then Shaq, uh, like, like, falls to his knees because he thinks that they've murdered the child. And then he, like, just screams into the night, No! 
like, and the movie should have ended there. I really wish that, like, could you imagine the balls of this movie to murder a child and then, like, yeah, just have like this genie like drifting in limbo for the, for all eternity, and it just ends on like the building burning, Shaquille O'Neal screaming into the night. Like, what just a... came up with an idea for a film just yeah. now, so I, I we'll talk about that later. But... <laughs> Um, it involves a genie i'll tell you that <laughs> oh jesus uh so so yeah a little heavy-handed a little heavy-handed um, um but then we really get into the meat of the ending uh where i just kind of i made it one note here that says uh what is happening in all caps that's how i felt uh it's because so true. I like I was just like oh okay so like he's picking up the kid's lifeless body and I'm thinking like oh boy here come all the tears of the Pokemon to bring him back to life <laughs> that's right and um and it happened and it pretty much happened because yeah he uh, he well it doesn't even make sense how he came back oh oh because um I guess the kid coming back was because uh, Shaq became a a Jin yeah he willed um, himself into a Jin somehow. Be- I'm not sure. Because they brought it up earlier in the movie. Well, because like, I thought, like, there there was one mention of it, and I was like, oh, that's interesting that they brought that up. Because it's like, yeah, that's, the, that's like, the kind of uh, genie that could do these things. But, like, and it was a little too late in the movie, because I thought, like, they're bringing it up. Because I knew they were bringing it up for a reason. I had it in the back of my head that they were. And I was worried, like... There's gonna be like a evil genie that's like, I like can do that, that is the gin and like yeah. Yeah. and it's like I didn't even consider this while watching it but like maybe like the the villain could have been one because um, like yeah like they're that's all, what I was thinking actually they're like yeah they're because they're, they're usually as, associated with being evil genies you know right. um, but no like yeah he just kind of has the power to do whatever he wants and uh, we get into this trippy ass 2001 and I was gonna make a fucking joke about how like. Oh, he became a gin, so like, no, no, Shaq's gonna get bigger. And then it fucking happened. <laughs> it happened. It was amazing. Um. And, and then, like, he's just filling up, his face is filling up the screen. Every shot, you can see, like, his eyes or his mouth or something. <laughs> it's beautiful. And uh, He's, like, glowing like the sun. <laughs> <laughs> and you can, like, so, uh, like, yeah, the building's burning around him. So, like... You pointed this out. I didn't even think about it. Like he's the burnings, the 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 building is burning down to remove all the evidence so that uh, the kid's dad can have a second chance. Because, which was his wish. Which was his wish. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I, and I just wrote down, I committed arson, Max. I committed arson to give your dad a second chance. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, when the dad's like saying his goodbyes before he goes to talk to the police, he says, uh, don't worry, son, you and I are going to go fishing. It's like, I don't think either of you are the fishing type. The only type that seemed like the fishing type was the stepdad. Yeah, the stepdad. He yeah. was, was a cool guy. He was yeah. cool guy stepdad. Yeah. Um, cool guy stepdad who may go fishing every once in a while. Yeah. The other jarring thing was word choice in certain aspects oh the, um, a nice hot cup of chocolate a nice hot <laughs> cup of chocolate not a nice cup of hot chocolate a nice hot cup of chocolate which appears <laughs> then the... it's a hot chocolate like, yeah <laughs> what a weird way to phrase that <laughs> and we wonder it's like is that the kid just could not put out this line so like fuck it just take print that or was it like the the writer's like dyslexic or something <laughs> and <laughs> everyone ran with it because no one saw ran... the problem 
listen, we're not, like, don't question it. He just wants to make this stupid genie movie with Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it'll make money. It's. I think it's worth the risk. I want to know, did they write this film with Shaquille O'Neal in mind? It's or... possible. Because it seems like... It's, it feels like a vehicle. Yeah. But it... at the same time, it's like also just a piece of shit. I mean, Shaq probably wanted to do a movie, like you said, because yeah, Space MJ Jam. did a... Yeah, exactly. You, you gotta, you know, make it competitive. Tit for tat, man. Yeah, exactly. Man, if, you, if I can't beat this guy in basketball, I'm gonna... I'm, I'm gonna, gonna beat him in the cinema. I'm, but unfortunately, see, what he should have done was made a movie with Disney characters. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, it is Touchstone, after all. Um, but no, they just, uh, we did this. Boy, did they do this. My question, did this movie make money? I I don't know the numbers. So, off 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 mic, Beth just asked if this movie made money, and I, I don't know the numbers, but I'd have to guess not. There's no way that this movie made money. It was almost definitely a box office flop. <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal doesn't have, like, movie star power. There's no way. Uh, he may have had the possibility at one point maybe but like oh we haven't mentioned the best scene of the film because there's just this really absurd thing where he's just trying to get the kid to make wishes so they can get back in his fucking boom box right and his magic he 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 shows up uh out like he's watching him on the street and it's really it's kind of awkward because it's just this this giant man (laughs) watching this child (laughs) and then he appears behind him and he's like don't you want to wish for one of these and he's got an ice cream cone (laughs) upside down like ice cream in his fucking hand with the cone going up there will be a pick there will be there there, yeah (laughs) there's a pick and uh and he's just got this sly smile on it he's got a very charming smile that shaquille o'neal that he does (laughs) it's i busted up laughing we've like we so we took a this we watched all three of these movies in a row by the way it's been a long night um but we took a break in between kazam and heavyweights went to quick trip and we were still fucking quoting, I want to wish for one of these. And we <laughs> just yeah, doing the face. It's, it's, God. I think I nailed it. The oh, face. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We, got a, we got a pick of that. Uh, any final thoughts for you, David? Honestly, I think that uh, Shaquille O'Neal should get back into the game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The basketball game, not acting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, don't. Well. Yeah, don't let him act. I mean, he's, he's doing those Icy Hot commercials, I man. I know he is. And, and those, that, that those in are general. where he should be. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, so I'm going to give this a perfect 2.5 out of 10. Really? <laughs> yeah. Lower I, than Blank Check. I kind of huh? hated this movie. <laughs> okay. Um, because I was still able to enjoy it for some strange, sick reason, <laughs> I am going to go ahead and give it a 4.5. Yeah. Um, I did like it better than Blink Check, and I think part of it was just the kitschiness of it. Yeah, okay, that's that's fair. So then we'll move on to Heavyweights. Yes, um, we shall. What a pain in the ass this was to get going, but uh, well worth it. You're um, welcome. Yes, thank you, David. Uh, <laughs> it took, like, four times. Yeah, we had to watch the opening credits, like, four times before we found, like, a version of it that we could actually watch. 
one of my first notes is butt crack video pause. <laughs> <laughs> They're showing the kid, so it's it's a it's a movie about fat camp. You got a you got a you got a chunky kid has to go to uh, has to go to summer camp. Um, and like they're showing the parents are showing him the video and he pauses it on a moment where like someone's like butt crack is hanging out. Uh, that was pretty amazing. It was so perfect. It was like it was the first laugh of the movie for me. Um, and uh, there's just the part where like they're they're unpacking all the candy and it kind of just got increasingly worse. And I just wrote disgusting. Uh, and I had to like write a little sub note. Kid licks cho- chocolate off of someone else's stomach, basically. <laughs> but uh, but there's no context needed. That's just something that happens. Oh yeah. So you've seen this movie before, right? Yes, like, I've seen it three or four times before. Okay. Um. So I'm actually pretty fond of this movie already. Mm-hmm. Um. And to be able to see it again in a critical state of mind, um, it was even more enjoyable. I think. Okay. Um. One of my favorite quotes. I make a very disturbing sound. Do not be alarmed. Talking about his, uh, his, uh, well, his, uh, deviated, deviated septum. septum. That's nope. what it was. That's yes. right. Lars. <laughs> Lars. Lars, our favorite, uh, far away citizen. <laughs> yes. God, there's a moment where, uh, the, the kids are taking over the camp near the end. And uh, they, they say, like, hey, if you don't have a job, you'll be deported. So you all, are you on our side? I was like, damn, dude, that's that's rough. And Poor then he says, yeah, he says, oh, I'm, I'm with you guys. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't think, because, like, obviously, so Ben Stiller's in this movie in a very uh, eccentric role, believe it or not. Um, yeah, crazy <laughs> to think that. Uh, as the owner of Globo Gym. <laughs> It seriously does feel like a prequel to Dodgeball. Um, so Same kind of character. Same, pretty much the exact senses, same yeah. character. He used to be fat. And then uh, so I'm surprised it wasn't like the, the end credit scene with this one where he's like eating the bucket of chicken um, in a fat suit. Uh, so, yeah. No, like, but it, all like the other people aren't like evil, I don't think. Uh, they Like they had, they had like positive quirks. Yeah. Um, uh, there was the uh, MVP camp, which you know. Was well, yeah, no, I'm talking about like the other camp counselors. Oh yeah, like, sure, sure. Um, that were working under Ben Stiller. Right. Um, and Kenny the camera guy. Also. Yeah, Kenny the camera He's just guy. Just in yeah. it for the money. Oh yeah. He's off getting stoned in the bushes and uh, like. All this is a stuff. job. <laughs> for him. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. Um, there there were lots of, like. Ben Stiller's obviously like the highlight for most of the movie. There's a part where uh, like someone stops to talk to him, like while he's riding a bike. He stops the bike. He starts like uh, lifting the bike up, like oh, wait, like weights. Uh, it's that's pretty great. I guarantee you, half of that was probably ad libbed by him. I, I I do wonder like how much of it was uh, because there, he he starts really going batshit insane near the end. Yeah, uh, and I really enjoyed that. Um. My one of my favorite, most iconic scenes of that movie is when he is applauding the film from atop the window. Yes. <laughs> um, so for those of you who haven't seen the movie, um, you know he puts through he puts the kids of this fat camp through all sorts of strenuous tests, trying to quote unquote make them better and make them thin, but, starving them. And yeah, like, starving making, them. And, making them do physical activities that they're like not even capable of. Like, yeah, they're definitely not equipped for like twenty yeah. mile hikes and all this stuff. Right. Um, it gets recorded, 
and it gets used against him to let the parents know, hey, we're in a dire situation here. Yeah. Um, and he has recently escaped from captivity because <laughs> the kids kept him uh, locked up um, as a sort of revenge, uh, trying to figure out what to do with this guy. Yeah, like they, they yeah, like they take over. Like this is when they, they take over the camp. They right. lock him up. They uh, get the they get they end up getting the other uh, counselors on their side. And um, and this is um, where you think the movie would end too. Yeah, and uh, I gotta say, at that moment, I was thinking the book's better, uh, The Lord of the Flies. <laughs> i was starting to think there's a book there's a book oh god i didn't know <laughs> the lord of the flies jesus um but yeah no it was um that once we got to that part yeah it, do, it does feel like that should be the ending and then it goes on for like another 20 minutes with this uh the, with the log scene the apache relay where they're all dressed as native americans Whoo, not going to touch that one. <laughs> While the other team that's participating in the Apache Relay was dressed as Greek. Which just feels uh, very out of place also. It does. And I was wondering I guess it's if more there's like, a... It's more Olympic, I suppose? Yeah, yeah. Which, like, you know, I I feel like that's less offensive. <laughs> Perhaps. Perhaps. Um, it's, it's not Shaquille O'Neal wearing a gorilla mask, I'll tell you that. <laughs> we didn't even talk about the <laughs> I was just thinking about that. Um, oh, also, there's uh, there's two montage sequences in two of these films. Right. Um, where I Want Candy is the song that plays. It happened Very in true. Blank Check and in this one. Uh, and I, I was rolling my eyes by the time it happened in this one. I know that's right. Um, and then, yeah, no, definitely went further than expected when it came to uh, what the kids ended up doing. <laughs> and what and what Ben Stiller was doing to them. Like It was very, um, it was very full of shock value. Oh, absolutely. I mean, from the disgusting points to the... <laughs> yes. To the outright <laughs> horrific. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and of course, humor is not lacking in this one at oh, all. Oh, absolutely. I had plenty of laughs throughout this whole thing. Um, and it's very obvious that the budget was, you know, way higher in yeah. this one. Or, you know, at least Decent. better managed. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're not spending it all on Shaquille O'Neal, so. And it's like, you know, like, yeah, even Blank Check, it's a, you know, better managed because, like, the filmmaking aspect went out the window on that one. They just spent all their money getting the extravagant shit. Right. Like, uh, man, but one of my favorite parts is one of the kids get, gets kicked out of camp for like, uh, um, hoarding all this candy. Well, he takes the fall for it basically. Right. And then everyone's like got rumors. And then like, I think the lunch, the lunch man, uh, says, yeah, he's dead. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh yeah, he's dead. <laughs> I think that this movie was just made really well for both kids to watch and for adults to watch. Sure. I you think know? like, yeah, it's, it's. You know, it's not like the most hilarious comedy I've ever seen, but like still it's it's uh it's pretty well put together. It's quality. Yeah, it's quality entertainment. Like if a kid sat down and watched this, I wouldn't be thinking like, "Oh, this generation." Right. <laughs> you know. <laughs> as opposed to Blink Check or Yeah, as opposed as opposed to Blink Check where if I saw my younger self watching it, I would uh just think there's no hope for you. You <laughs> You depraved you, young you, little. You, you, you're, you have a warped, twisted little mind. Um, you're not wrong. I still feel that way about myself, though. <laughs> Regardless of watching this movie to cleanse my palate. Oh, yeah. Um, I think, 
yeah, the third act was a little messy, but other than that, mm-hmm. you know, I would probably... Honestly, like, the, the second act and the first half of the third act, you know, really work. Yeah. The, the epilogue and the beginning are a little messy, but once you get into the... Like, once you're in the meat of it, it's, it's, uh, it's enjoyable, for oh, sure. Yeah. And the other thing is you can actually follow it. Absolutely. Because I feel like with... Kazam in particular. Kazam, I had no fucking idea what was going. I had no idea where we were in the movie, to be honest, because there were times I was explaining something like, "Oh, I think I saw this happen." Yeah, because there were just plot threads that were going all over the place, and it's like, wait, okay, so for this to be happening, you'd have to be at this part, but like, no, we're not. We're past that. (laughs) Um, So yeah, no. Uh, this is definitely the best one out of the bunch. Uh, my Jamie rating is a six. Okay, a six. That's on the positive yeah. side of the spectrum. Right, yeah. Um. Well, it was probably a seven before. You know, if I were not to have watched it tonight. Yeah. Having watched it tonight, I will go ahead and keep it at a seven because okay. <laughs> yeah, um, nothing's really changed. I see it in a different light. Um, mm-hmm. slightly better, but you know, there are some things that were bad that I also didn't notice before too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, overall still seven. All right. Well, that'll, that'll do her. Um, the next podcast, what's the next podcast we're doing, David? You tell me. Uh, we're doing Direct to Dumpster Volume 3. Oh, uh, man. That'll be. God, I wish. That, that is, uh, that's going to be a good one. I know for a fact. Um, unless it, unless it isn't for some reason. Don't, don't hold me to it. But, uh, yeah. Don't ever hold them to it. Yeah. (laughs) Goodbye, everybody. Bye. listening to the Illumination Cinema Movie Podcast. If you enjoy the show, be sure to leave a review and subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. For updates on this show and their other projects, get your parents' permission to go to IlluminationCinema.com.